Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who were brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Welcome to Horror with Sir Sturdy, Episode 4. Today, my guest John and I will briefly discuss the original Alien movie and talk a lot more about his amazing artwork. Um, For those of you that don't know, he's my brother out in California. I've been waiting to talk to him for years, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. And John, you can take it. Yes. Hey, you can hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about, you know, anything, all this artworks that I've been doing and how it relates to uh, the movie Alien. It's all good. It's all fun stuff. That's that. That's awesome. I'm just gonna for those of you who've seen my live videos, you've seen the sculpture that I've had that I've named Sir Sturdy. John made it. And one day he messaged me out of the blue and said, hey, what's your address? I want to send you something. Two days later, I got it. And that's the logo for the page, which is awesome. He's done. I've seen a lot of your work online. I've seen your um, the graphic novel. I still didn't get a chance to get my hands on that yet, but I definitely want that. That thing looks awesome. And just you're like, what inspired you to start the art to draw and all that? Uh, well, um, when I was a kid, you know, like heavy metal magazine was cool, but even, I guess before then was Marvel comics when I was really little, probably about 10 years old, uh, is when I decided to become an artist. And, uh, I just was, 
you know, constantly copying Marvel comics you know, as a teen. And uh, then I had a chance to take an art class online, not online, but through the mail back then, yeah. art class um, during high school. And I just kind of dug my heels in and said, I really enjoy the art thing and I'm going to stick with it, you know, all the way to the bitter end. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it's it's awesome because like I've I've tried to dabble in drawing and all that and I'm just I'm terrible. Like even when I was little, I tried to draw. I started out with like little cars and stuff. And I just couldn't do it. Tracing, I can't do good. And I'm just like, OK, this maybe this just isn't my calling. I, lo- I love it, though, as far as looking at it. I respect it, but <laughs> not everybody can do it. Like, certain people have the touch for it and the look for it, and you're definitely one of those people. Uh, I don't know about that. I, <laughs> when I was first starting, I didn't have much of a touch for it either. Um, I just mainly did coloring books. <clears throat> and then I, when I started drawing from comics, that was pretty horrible, too. Um, but, uh, I think having some patience to keep working at it and then getting into art school, uh, I went to school at Pratt Institute in Brooklyn and, uh, I was probably the bottom of the class for sure. Um, but I was so excited to be at the bottom because I felt like there was so much I could learn and, uh, I spent every moment that I could in figure drawing class. And that really was the beginnings of me kind of learning how to, how to do some cool stuff. Cool stuff is an understatement. I will say that it's, it's amazing. Like I'm just looking at the sculpture now and I'm just like, wow, like how can somebody do that? That's, I don't know. It, it looks like something like to me, you know how they have the 3d printers now. Somebody can just find a picture or whatever. I don't know how they work exactly. And just, print it out and then this this happens but you did this well thank you yeah I, I actually have a 3d printer myself but uh it doesn't work very well um <clears throat> but um yeah I, like today uh i went up to my where i teach at cal arts and uh, just for the heck of it even though school was over i met up with a few students and we said we can draw for we can sculpt for a couple of hours and we ended up sculpting for like six hours. This we, no lunch break or anything. We just sat there sculpting the whole time. So it can be very relaxing, actually. I really, really enjoy it. See, that's that's pretty cool, right there. How you um, like, have you ever thought of doing like a while you're sculpting, maybe like a short little video, similar, maybe similar to Facebook Live, like as you're doing a little sculpture or. Yeah, I've tried a couple of, of um, tests on Instagram, Instagram Live, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I need to figure out a way to to um, uh, set up the camera in the right position. You know, when you're sculpting, it's it's kind of awkward, um, but it's in the works. I'll probably have it figured out. You know. In a couple of weeks, then I'll try to do it maybe once a week. I'll just hang out and and show people some different techniques about sculpture. That's pretty cool. Um, and I see this, like, on Facebook Live. They're not doing sculptures, but there's one group. I can't think of what they're called. They were doing, like, um, horror makeup and stuff, like the whole masks and all that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool. They were doing it on Facebook Live, and I'm not sure. What, I'm guessing they were recording from their phone. I'm not 100% sure, but the way they had it set up, so it would be like a selfie shot so they can see the comments. The one guy can see the comments that's doing the makeup and talk as, you know, talk to the people who are watching it as he's doing it. I don't know how that would work for sculpting because it's a little, I know it's a little. Yeah, different. that's cool. I think they do it on their phone. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's just a great way to, you know, kind of build my, you know, reach so I can reach out to more people and, you know, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, that sounds like this. It's in the works for sure. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's real awesome. And I, I know you're a big Star Wars fan. I'm, I am a fan. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan. But did you see the new movie? Uh, what was that last part again? Did you see the last the Star Wars movie that just came out? Did you see that? I liked it, surprisingly enough. I didn't, you know, I wasn't too crazy about any of the other Star Wars films uh, besides, you know, Star Wars, the original, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But all the other ones, I wasn't, you know, not much of a fan. Um, but then I liked this one, surprisingly enough. I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this. I already hate it. And I sat down in my seat, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it. So I was I was genuinely surprised at how much I liked it. See guys. I've been there before with movies. For me, as you know I'm a big horror fan. I'm also I love the comic books and all that stuff. I grew up a Ninja Turtles fan. I actually got to meet Kevin Eastman with one of my best friends a couple of years back. Which was freaking cool. That's great. And we were talking, you know, as this, the last Turtles movie came out, the, well, the first one, as those were getting, as that one was getting ready to come out, me and my friend were debating on if we were even going to go see it or not because you're hearing all these rumors about this, that, and the third, that they're going to be from space and all this stuff, and it kind of ruined it for me. So uh, we went to, when we went to this con, we got to meet Kevin. Like I said, we got to meet Kevin. We got to talk to Kevin, and we asked him, should we go see this movie? And he said... Go see, he, he, he told us to go see the movie So after that I was like I got You know we had to see it And I'm glad we did That's I, cool I will say Like the look The look of the turtles The way they look now Is what Kind of steered me away from it But if you watch the movie It fits their personalities You know what I mean Like their look Yeah their personalities yeah For the newer movie But I still like the classic look better Hands down it's better Right, yeah, it's hard. It's always hard to beat the classic, the original, you it know. Is. It is, and I guess we could briefly talk about, like I said, the alien thing. I'm not too great on. I just watched it for the first time the other night, <laughs> so I'll let you take the take it on this one. Um, what did you think about the movie? Well, the original Alien, uh, well, both the first two films are one of my biggest influences. Um, when I first saw Alien as a kid, I was like, oh, it was, it was kind of disappointing because not much happens, you know, and you're kind of like waiting and waiting, and then a couple of things happen here and there. But uh, I kept watching it anyway on HBO. Every time it was on TV, I watched it, and by the seventh time, I was like, okay, I love this movie. Um, so there's a lot of subliminal stuff that they put in the film, which you, you, know, you might not get on the first viewing, mm -hmm. but it's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know. And uh, and the alien itself, the original design, is just so 
sophisticated and cool. Um, so when it comes to my uh, character designs, I, I kind of aspire to someday do something, you know, as cool as that. You know, we'll see if that ever happens. Well, from what I've seen, I think you've already, in my opinion, I think you've already done that. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, feel very grateful here, you know, in California, there's so many, um, great sculpture teachers. In fact, I'm taking another sculpture class dealing with like hard surface robots and stuff, which is starting in January, you know? So I'm always kind of learning from these incredible teachers out here. Um, and that, that's super, super helpful. See that, that right there. I feel like that's that's a real awesome thing and that's a real humble thing because like I said for you I don't know of many artists and sculptors but from what I've seen you're the best and for you to say that you're still learning and there's still teachers out there you're going there that's humbling that you still want to better your craft and perfect your craft instead of just like saying okay you know how good you are I can just stop like right here I can just keep doing this what I do and stay in my comfort zone instead of expanding it which that's all like I said, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, you know, there's always new new things to learn for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the level of craftsmanship that they have, or some of these artists anyway, uh, in these studios uh, are so incredible. Um, I had a chance to go to Legacy uh, Studios, like, I don't know, about eight months ago, and I was almost crying. This stuff was so incredible. It was like the original sculptures for Jurassic Park and Iron Man and all these amazing movies, and I'm looking at this stuff, you know, looking at it thinking, I will never, as long as I live, <laughs> be as good as these people. But, um, but it's just so inspiring just to have the opportunity to you know, see these original pieces of art, it's just, uh, you know, incredibly humbling, but really, really awesome. That just, that sounds like a dream come true. Like, that's something I would love to see, because I, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. I'm oh, actually, I'm sorry. I think I'm losing you. I can't hear your voice now. Can you hear me now? Better now, yeah. All right. No, I was just saying, like, that right there, what you were just saying, that, that has to be an amazing feeling, right? To be able to see something like that, like, in person, like you were saying, the Iron Man sculptures and all that, because that's... Like, you see that stuff on TV, or you see it in comic books and all this stuff, you see it in movies, and you're like, wow, now you're actually seeing it with your own eyes in person? That That's my... That's, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of humbling. It's kind of depressing, in a way. <laughs> it was just so, you know, out of control, good, but... Um, well, I was, uh, a friend of mine was showing me around the studio and somebody said, you know, Hey, do you, are you interested in working here? You know, they're just asking like, Hey, are you interested in working here? And my friend said, no, he isn't. He's in, he's only interested in doing his own thing. And I was kind of surprised that he said that, but then I thought about it afterwards and he's totally right. You know, as, as amazing as legacy is and all the artwork that's being done, around the world um it's all awesome but i want to do my own movies i want to do my own stuff so 
you know, I'll be inspired by all these, all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, I just want to make my own stuff, my own movies. See, now that, that I like, that's what I like to hear though. Cause you're not, you're humble as far as the fact that you know that those things are amazing, but at the same time, you're still hungry to the fact that you want to reach that level or yeah. even a piece of that level. Absolutely. Like, look, absolutely. I did, yeah. Even if you made, like, I would love to see that. Like, say, even if you made a movie and, and this isn't to give you any bad luck because I wish you the greatest luck, but say it wasn't as big as those, but you can at least say, I did that. Like, I accomplished this goal of mine. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, I keep thinking, you see a movie and you're like, oh, that's terrible. I could, I can do better than that. But, Making a movie, even though you may think it's better, some people still hate it. <laughs> it's like right. it doesn't it doesn't matter how hard you work. There's always going to be people that are going to not like your stuff, you know. And the thing that people don't realize about movies is you could work very very hard on a script, and you could make the movie. And sit in the theater and say, "Yeah, man, that's trash." <laughs> so it's 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 so hard. It's it's almost like comically hard to actually execute something and have it be awesome, you know. But at the same time, it's the ultimate challenge. So what's the point of of getting into this if you're not going to swing for the the rafters, as they say, you know? You have a great point there. Back to where you were saying about sitting in the theater saying this movie's trash and I can do better because I cannot tell you how many times I've watched, let's say, a horror movie just watching it, you know, at home or whatever, a DVD, and it's like, you know, one of the B-rated movies, a lot of movies, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of the movie and the acting is terrible, everything's terrible in it, and you're sitting here thinking to yourself, like, me and my friends can sit here and do better than this knowing damn well you really can't because these people... <laughs> A lot of these people, even though they're not big names, they still practice the craft. They still, you know, that's what they do. That's their livelihood for some of them, not all of them. But it's like, it's it's just funny how people you think, and that's with anything too. Like even with sports, you could watch, I don't know if you watch sports or not, but I do. And you see somebody like say watching football, they drop the ball. You're like, how the hell do you drop that? I could have caught that. But it's like, could you really have got that? Could you really have done that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's easier to kind of, you know, to sit back and, you know, criticize and stuff. But there's so many variables, you know, dealing with actors and camera and everything that can go wrong will go wrong every single day. Um, But, you know, I recommend for anyone who's interested in movies, horror or whatever, is make movies, you know, get a video camera or shoot something with your cell phone camera, edit it. And just make a little movie and get your friends together, watch the movie. They're going to give you fee- feedback. Oh, this was not working. And then you do the next one, it'll be a little better. Right. It'll definitely be a little better. And you just keep making it, and and then you're in the mix. You know, it's pretty cool. You're right with that. See, me, I'm, I'm more like, the, as far as recording, like, I, this is my first podcast stuff. I'm just getting into this, dipping my toe into this, and I'm already enjoying it. And I've done... Yep. I've done YouTube videos here and there, just like goofing around, but I want to start doing more. Like I've done a few Facebook live videos where like when I get, I get this thing called a horror block or no, sorry, horror pack. And I get uh, four Blu-ray movies a month and I would do an unboxing on Facebook live with that. 
And then also, like, when I buy new horror figures, I'll show them off from Facebook Live, you know, and just talk about them with people and all that. But I want to branch that. I want to... I want to keep doing that, but instead of doing it on Facebook Live, I want to do, like, YouTube videos. That way I can clean it up, edit it, and then kind of just, you know, put it on there. Because the one thing I do miss doing when I did my little videos was the editing part. It takes, it's time-consuming, but it's fun. Like, I I liked every second of it, but it's, it takes a while. Yeah, no, that's great. Once you start practicing editing, then you're, you start getting involved with uh, filmmaking. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, I just... I don't mind being on camera. I like being on camera as far as like the little things I do. And I also like being the one that cleans it up, that, you know, throws yeah. little effects here and there, however it is. And just kind of, it's, it's all around fun for me. That's awesome. That's so cool. It can get frustrating as you may know with certain things, but that's when I just, I'm like, all right, you know what? I got to stop, hit stop, save it, turn it off and just go do something. So I cool off before I do something stupid. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's always a challenge, you know. Um, if it was easy, you know, it wouldn't It wouldn't be as gratifying when it comes together, you know. Not at all. It wouldn't even be worth, not only that, one, it wouldn't be worth doing, and two, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Like, oh, I can do this yep. video in two seconds. Like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When they had these, all these new uh, video cameras came out and every, anyone can make a movie, and people thought, oh, we're going to have all these great movies because everyone can make a movie. And it was still only the same 0.001% are actually making stuff that's good. Yeah. You know, it's always the same. So, you know, it doesn't really matter about the technology. It's about, you know, uh, creating something, critiquing, making it a little better, critique, making it a little better. Um, and then just, you know, climbing up that ladder just like, you know, all these people that are doing really great, they didn't start off great. You know, they started off at the bottom like everybody else, you know, pretty crazy. That's, that's really, that's very true with anything, like with the, with the movies and stuff, like you're saying, like it's, there's no, nobody's going to start off at the top. I don't care how talented you are, you're, there's always going to be somebody better than, better than you at, at your craft, and that should just make you work harder at it. And Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I was always, I was thinking, you know, I was like, well, what if I went to film school instead of art school? You know, you always think about what if, um, I would have been making movies now, but I, but I'm guessing if I, if I was working as a full-time filmmaker, I'd probably be wishing that I could sculpt, <laughs> you know, That's you're always wishing for something that you're not doing. So I feel like I've enjoyed the art life for you know for all this time and i don't have too many regrets and and now i'm willing or excited about taking that next step into the film the film you know side of things that see that right there that's just that's awesome right there and i cannot because i i know it's going to happen i cannot wait to see that happen for you because i know i know it's going to be amazing i don't care what anybody else is going to say about it <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking uh, seven months off of work, and I'm going to spend, you know, the first three months writing my first draft of the screenplay. Okay. And then in the next four months, I'm going to be starting to do pre-production, you know, storyboards and, you know, all the art stuff that has to do with, um, with kind of uh, designing the film. 
and then we're going to take it around. I, we have some connections in China. We might be able to go to China and see if we can get some funding there, or even in the U.S. Um, you know, there's some connections here, obviously. So we'll see. You know, that, that, and the, the yeah, the thing with movies is you don't need money necessarily. I mean, we can do it low budget too. You know, just with the cameras, and I have tons of friends who do makeup effects and special effects and. You know, rather not do it that low budget, but it is possible. So, you know, it, the only thing that's standing in my way is myself. You know, and and I'm I'm willing to get out of my way <laughs> and just start moving forward. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Now, what about? I know you said you can possibly get funding in China and stuff. Have you ever thought about doing like a um, the kickstart that a lot of people do? Yes. You know, I did a Kickstarter for my book, which was successful. Um, we did it. We had a really great run with that. Um, that is an option. Absolutely. Crowdfunding. That is an option. Um, I don't know if I'd have that much of a fan base to raise that much money, but if I could, that could be cool. I'd have to, you know, probably shoot, uh, a sample, like a little three minute, really kick-ass sample of what this thing looks like and then try to raise money through Kickstarter. You know, what's good about that is you own the property 100% as opposed to an investor, you know. So who knows? Who knows? Hey, I, again, from from me, I feel like if you did it through Kickstarter, you would possibly, I think you'd be able to do it. But again, you'd probably have to throw a little sample out there, like a three-minute sample like you were saying. And hey, the sky—I think the sky's the limit, or the stars. He reach for the stars with that. But I think you could do something amazing with that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you good. Now. Okay, good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean. It's it's interesting. I mean, you can start anywhere, you know, and go anywhere. You know, like when I was growing up, I didn't really have any uh, art friends necessarily or any art classes, really. It was very minimal. But uh, I was uh, kind of determined. It went, and then, like I said, when I went into art school, I really worked very, very hard. Um, but I, I feel it. you know, if I can get where I am, you know, growing up in upstate New York, which is, uh, I'm not, not sure how much art is going on there now, but there wasn't any when I was growing up, that if I can do it, anyone can. You know, it's just determination and also enjoyment. You know, if you enjoy what you're doing, then you, you want to, you know, kind of keep trying to get better at it, you know. Yeah, I agree with you there. And as far as the art up here, upstate New York, there's not, it's still not really much. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's probably more than I could, than I know of, but there's still not much. Yeah. But I have, you know, I have friends that are doing a few things out here, not necessarily art, art. I mean, I mean, if you want to say music, yes. And then I have another friend that's like doing stuff with hats, like making hats and stuff, which is cool. But as far as like sculpting and all that, it's not much, it's not much at all. 
actually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, nowadays, there's the internet, you know, there's uh, YouTube videos and all that, you know, and we were growing up as kids, of course, didn't have any of that. Not at all. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But another, you know, another thing that I, that's cool with you, and I'm not going to try to make this too much race-based, but I feel like being African-American, it's... It's sad that it's like this, but it's not cool for us to like like art, like horror, like the quote unquote nerdy stuff. It's like if you like that, you're a punk, or you you know you know how it is. <laughs> Which is it's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm like, why why do we have to only? I mean, I love sports. Don't get me wrong, but it's like why do we have to be generalized as liking hip hop and sports? And that's pretty much it. That pretty much sums it up. Like we can't have anything beyond that, which is wrong because. I mean, look at what you do, and I've seen a bunch of other artists that can do some amazing, you know, some amazing things, and it's just, it's kind of funny how that works, though. It's sad, but it's funny in a way. Yeah, yeah, you have to, I don't know, you have to kind of um, uh, dig your heels in as a young person and just be like, you know, I wasn't interested in following Anyone, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have any group that I could attach myself to, but um, no, I just was like, oh, I'm going, I'm doing my own thing, you know. I didn't, I didn't follow sports at all. I, I've never even seen a football game, you know. I've never even watched sports, so I was very determined and and kind of narrow minded uh, to do my own thing. And you know, when you go when you're in high school and stuff. Um, you might end up being uh, kind of like an outcast in a way, but I didn't. I didn't want to join any team. You know, my my, my attitude is it's my team. If you want to join my team, that's cool. I'm not going to join your team. You know, so that's always been my attitude ever since I was like five years old. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an awesome mindset, though. Like just because it's. Again, it's, you're not worried about being with the quote-unquote in crowd. You're worried about just what you want to do. And if people are cool with that, cool, join it. You know, you could do your own thing. We could still be cool, or you could stay over there. Which, Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, for young people to uh, kind of figure out what they want to do, you know, for themselves and uh, – it's not easy. It's kind of sometimes it feels like it's all you're pushing this boulder uphill for many, many, many years. Um, but I would rather be pushing a boulder uphill than settling for something that isn't me, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of my point of view for sure. Yeah. I get you with that. Now I looked at a, a thing you did with Jurassic Park. I know we've discussed this before, like messaging each other or whatever, but with the Hasbro thing, do you know whatever happened with that? Well, yeah, I'll tell you that it was ironic because um, I, I saw these really cool dinosaur toys. Someone had them in a sculpture class, and they were like $12 each. They're really cheap, and I bought a whole bunch of dinosaurs. I just love, you know, I... I don't know if I love dinosaurs all my life, but lately I was like, yeah, man, dinosaurs are cool. <laughs> so I had these toys sitting there, and I got this weird random email from Hasbro. 
asking me if I was interested in sculpting uh, dinosaurs, which I found out later on was Jurassic World. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know how they found me, really. I had no dinosaur stuff in my portfolio. So, and I thought it was Hasbro, so they'd be like toys. Mm -hmm. So I started sculpting this toy, and the art director was like, what What are you doing? This is not what we want. We want something real, you know, like the movie. And I'm like, are you sure? So I kept sculpting it, and he kept kind of yelling at me, like, I want it real. I want real anatomy. And I'm like, all right. So I put all this detail in there, ridiculous amount of detail. And they were like, man, that's cool. So I ended up sculpting three dinosaurs for Jurassic World. And, um, yeah, I guess they made them as toy. I never saw the toy, but what they do, I think they send it out somewhere in Asia, and they have the toys, you know, kind of articulated and all that. So it was an incredible experience. And then I worked on a whole bunch of other movies, like Frozen and, I don't know, all this Disney stuff. But, uh yeah, it was a great experience. But again, it goes back to that visualization. I love those dinosaur toys. And that kind of, you know, it kind of projected that out into the universe. And that just kind of came back to me. You know, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, all, that's, that, all that right there is just awesome to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, when you do your sculptures, again, because I know nothing about this stuff, so bear with me. <laughs> When sure. You, when you do your sculptures, like, do you have, I know you have, a, I'm guessing you have a vision in mind, but do you have, like, a drawing that you base this off of, or do you just kind of, like, freestyle it? Well, it depends. Like, Jurassic Park, you know, they were already kind of standard dinosaurs, you know what I'm saying? So they gave me a chance to come up with my own research, you know, so I did the raptor first, I think. Yeah, I did the raptor first, and I thought to myself, well, what's my favorite raptor? You know, so my favorite raptors were for Jurassic Park 3. So I kind of focused on those raptors. And then I did a couple of other dinosaurs. But if it's like a movie like Frozen or something like that, they'll give you drawings, like very, very specific drawings. And you're, you're going to kind of create that in 3D. That's, that's just amazing how that... I couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think I lost you again. Hang on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. All right. Yeah, I was just saying that that's that's just amazing that, like, for one, that they reached out to you. For those two movies that you just mentioned, they reached out like, hey, can you do this for us? And you just did it. Like, that... The pressure, but did you feel a lot of pressure when you were doing them, or? Um, pressure. I did, because I, I always wanted to work on the Jurassic Park movies, so I wanted to do a really good job, but, you know, like I said before, I thought they were just going to be like these kind of, you know, kids' toys, and then when I realized how they want it to be more real in the movie, then I'm like, wow, it's like I'm really working on Jurassic Park. Um, and for the second dinosaur, it was easy because I already knew what they wanted. So it took me like a day or two to do the second dinosaur. And I handed it in, and the art director was like, yeah, this is great, awesome. And, you know, he signed off on it. 
And I kept, I couldn't sleep that night. I kept thinking, no, man, this could be better. So I woke up in the middle of the night and re-sculpted the head and sent it to him. And, uh, you know, he was like, wow, I've never seen an artist to, you know, it's already approved. You're already kind of like, you know, the paycheck is in the mail type of a thing and you're doing all this extra work. And I think he realized it wasn't, I'm not doing it for the paycheck. I'm doing it because I really, you know, respect and admire those movies. And I'm going to go that extra mile to, to make it as good as I can make it, you know? So, so I think because of that, maybe he ended up giving me a lot more work and I did a lot of, not a lot, a lot, but I did quite a bit of work for Hasbro, you know? So, um, so yeah, it was a great experience, but I think the reason they found me, I think is because I was putting so much stuff up on Facebook, you know, constantly putting stuff up and you're kind of, you know, putting that stuff out to the world, constantly <laughs> and eventually someone out there is going to say hey i think you could do something for us you know yeah that that oh man i don't even know what to say with that that's awesome though because it's like you like you said the check was pretty much in the mail the guy was saying and you're just like in your mind you're still not 100 percent happy with it you're like i'm not gonna let even though they okayed it i didn't okay it so i'm gonna do this till i okay it that that right there is just that right there tells me and shows me that once you get this movie thing settled, you're gonna get it done because you're not gonna you're not gonna stop or just settle for less. You're gonna be like, look, this is how I want it. This is how I see it in my head. This is how I have to have it done, or I'm not, or it's not even worth doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you have to fight, you know. Um, and maybe sometimes you're, there's no fighting. Maybe everything works out fine, but. Um, what I re- for my my goal or my plan, you know, is to write a complete screenplay. You know, it's all buttoned up, good, and then I'll sit down. I'm gonna I'm gonna build the sets in the computer. I'm gonna have all the sculptures done. You know, the the, the movie is gonna be visually kind of locked in. So if you go that extra mile and people look at it, they're like, it's easier for them to say yes or no because it's all figured out. You know, so it's gonna, you know, it's kind of like going that extra mile when, uh, you know, when you're when you're starting out, you know. Um, but I enjoy it. So basically, I might be working on this quote film for let's say two years without getting paid a penny. Yeah, you know, I'm working for free, and if I hire people, then I'm paying for them. So it's a kind of a gamble, but at the same time, I enjoy it. I don't mind. I don't mind spending thousands of hours and not getting paid a penny because I really honestly enjoy it, you know? So, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty jazzed. That right there, that see that right. That's how you have to make it with something that you really want to do. I'm actually, I'm not too familiar with the quote. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Charlemagne, the God, but he has a, a, he had a quote where he's pretty much saying, um, well, he said, put the weed in the bag first, which he pretty much meant by that was, you know, do the little stuff first before you try to be the big man on campus, so to speak. Absolutely. I think that's what he meant by, like, it was worded, I, I, I read his book, I love reading stuff like that, but he's pretty much saying, like, you, you have to start from the bottom and work your way up, like, no matter what anybody says, he's uh, he's on the radio a lot, like, he's a big, he's on, um, 
Power 105 in, in the city. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Like, he started from South Carolina, little radio stations there, little radio stations getting fired, but he just kept going and going and going until he got to that point to where he's just where he is now. And he's still working hard to get even higher. Like now his next goal is to have like a nighttime television talk show like Leno and all those guys. Oh, that's great. And just with you saying that, like with you saying what you were just saying, just made me think of that. Like you really have to, no matter how good you are or how good you think you are, you still have to work your ass off to get where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the trick, the trick to this whole game is, again, if you're enjoying what you're doing, then it's not work at all. You know, um, when I, when I started working at Disney, I was doing concept design. And, uh, once I started there, I realized, wow, I don't have to look for a job anymore. I have a a full-time job and it pays well and all that. And I realized you don't have to work anymore, you know? So during my lunch breaks, I would just draw, you know, go to figure drawing class and, and just really enjoy myself. And I realized wow, I've been working too hard, you know? It's like, if you can uh, enjoy uh, what you're doing and and relax, you know, I think especially Los Angeles, people, everyone's working so hard. They're trying to climb the ladder and to be this thing. And then you get there and you're depressed because you have a big empty house and a full bank account, but you're still depressed. But if you enjoy... And, and, and let it let it be play like a little kid, then it's different. It's a different mindset. If the movie's not made, it's okay. I enjoy writing the script. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing the storyboards, you know? So I try to tell that because I teach, you know, teach art at the colleges, and I tell my students, I say, okay, kids, I don't want, I don't want you to work hard anymore. No more working hard. Just enjoy yourself. Because, at least in the art world, if you work hard, you're stopping yourself from, from exploring your natural ability. You know, it's like, it's like going on the dance floor and saying, I'm going to dance really hard. <laughs> you know? yeah. You're not going to dance right. You're going to look like a, an idiot. So and it's the same with life. You know? If you just enjoy it, you know, you'll never have to work a day in your life. You know, it's literally just enjoying enjoying what you're doing, enjoying the process, you know? Um, so once I learned that, I was about 25 years old when that, when I realized that, and I don't think I've worked a day since, you know, I I just play when I work for Hasbro, I'm playing for Hasbro, you know, I'm playing with sculptures. I'm playing when I teach class, I'm playing when I make movies, you know, it's, uh, in, in that boulder I was talking about where you're pushing that boulder up the hill, mm-hmm. there is no boulder anymore. There is no hill. I just walk around the hill. I just play, you know? And because of that, these incredible opportunities have come to me, you know? So last year somebody asked me, hey, do you want to teach a class in China? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. So now I'm flying out to China and I'm, playing with students out there talking to them about playing and having fun and you know life is so much easier now it's just it's just incredible see that that right there is awesome too just going out to china i might as well ask you how is it out there uh 
it's great. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, the talent, the, the students were absolutely incredible. I was very humbled. You know, the students are like 17 years old and they draw better than I could ever in my life. Um, the, the hard thing was because I was in Beijing and, and nobody speaks English there. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so I was, I was, you know, working, um, with a translator, but, um, uh, the people are super nice. I mean, super welcoming, nicest people. Um, and, uh, they asked me if I wanted to come back. They were just, you know, they treated me to dinner every day and just super nice people and really appreciative of what I was, you know, trying to teach them. So, you know, I have nothing but positive things to say about the people that I met there. They're just awesome. Yeah. See, that's so cool. That's that that right there is just that's awesome. That going out, just being able to go out there and do something like that, it has to be yeah. it has yeah. to be a humbling experience. I, I'm guessing. Absolutely, absolutely. The fun, yeah, the thing for me, because um, you mentioned before, like like a racial uh, point of view, you know about. Mm-hmm that type of thing where um, the, the, because we're all kind of, you know, we all come from the same roots of the tree, you know, so to speak. So I don't really see people as different. You know, I see people as um, an opportunity to learn from other cultures. So I'm constantly studying the entire you know, everybody, you know what I mean? I don't identify with any one group. Mm-hmm. I identify with everybody. So because of that, I'm, I'm able to learn so much more and I'm able to take my artwork further. You know, it's kind of international uh, point of view. And uh, I've seen a lot of artists who only focus on one particular um racial group let's say and their artwork usually isn't very good because you need it all you need to be you need to understand the 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 concept of design and art is across the globe and once you you internalize that uh you you can take your work so much further you know so i think because my work was so culturally diverse it has opened up the doors for me to go to other countries go to italy and you know and go to australia and uh and taiwan and china um and to embrace these people you know and to learn from them and to be so grateful and then them for them to be grateful to me for me to go there it's like wow this is pretty darn awesome you know yeah, that's that's wow. I got another question for you now. Seeing as how you told me you've been to all these other countries, what was your favorite food dish from these countries? If you had to choose, <laughs> I just I, I'm like that's the first thing that I'm just like I gotta ask this. If I mean if you don't you don't want to know, I do. <laughs> when I was in um, when I was in Singapore. My favorite place to go was Subway. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just like such an American, like, 
Like, where's McDonald's, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really nervous when it comes to trying new food, so I just stuck to Subway most of the time. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I feel... Now, this is me personally. I might try something, but at the same time, maybe seeing something, you might be like, you know what? Never mind. Let me just... Like you said, let me go to Subway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had, I mean, there was incredible Indian food in um, in Singapore. Uh, very spicy, but just really, really good. So I would say I'm pretty, I like most Indian food, you know. I love Indian food here in the U.S. And so I would say that was was my favorite. And they have all kinds of dishes, but I like almost everything that they have when it comes to um, Indian food. Um I was in Germany. Oh my God, the food was incredible. They had this uh, chicken, chicken schnitzel something thing. I mean, everything that I had in Germany was incredible. Um, I went to Italy. Eh, I didn't really like Italian food. I, I mean, I like, I love Italian food. I make Italian food myself, but I don't know. Maybe we got unlucky, but I didn't like anything in Italy, um, food wise. Um, I was in Prague. Incredible. Basically, anywhere in Europe. Uh, except for Italy, <laughs> I, I love the food, you know, because um, I was really nervous. I was like, oh, Germany, I don't know. And then I'm eating the food. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you can get like they have like a, when you go on the subway and you go, you know, like you normally would buy like a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. They'll have like these meals that you can buy, like while you're waiting for the subway on the in the subway tunnel. Wow. But the, the, the quality of food was just unbelievable you know i was in berlin and that was that was incredible really incredible see that i just felt like that was an important question (laughs) i felt that was an important question to ask like if somebody's going to a different country it's like what did they eat over there what did they try over there well my friends who travel are like oh my god you know you got to eat everything and and they enjoy it more than i do I'm, i'm always a little nervous about so I so I usually if I'm traveling and I am nervous, I'll just say I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I can eat any vegetables. It's just yeah. when you start getting into the the meats, that's when it gets a little scary. Because you don't yeah. know what it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. You you don't you don't want to know. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right about that. Yeah. So it's just me, but other people they'll you know they'll eat anything, but. Um, but yeah, and I, I feel really, uh, you know, grateful for, you know, cause when I was starting, when I thought of being an artist as a kid, mm-hmm. I thought of being a starving artist, you know, on the corner with a little tin cup and you, you're doing your paintings and people would drop a quarter in the cup. That was basically what I thought I would be is like a starving, almost like a homeless person. Wow. Um, and then when I got to college and they said, oh, no, you can make a good living as an artist, I was like, really? So I had already devoted myself to the arts, you know, thinking that I would just barely be able to survive, you know. Um, and now, you know, I'm, I'm able to travel around the world. It's just so bizarre. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think, again, if you really enjoy what you're doing, you can find, um, 
success. I say you can, be, I, you can find financial success if you if you truly are passionate about it and you do it night and morning, noon, and night. You know, people will eventually, uh, you know, recognize it and 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 reward you, reward you for your for your hard work. You know. Again, that was another awesome thing you just said there, like how you're saying, at, even, like as a child, because as a kid, usually as a kid, when you think of things, as far as like a job or something you want to do for the rest of your life, if you're thinking of, oh, I want to, I'll just use an athlete. I want to be an athlete because if I do this, you know, a lot of people are going to like me. I can make this much money, but you're looking at, your, you're looking at art like, I love art, and the way I'm looking at me being art, an artist is... I'm going to be getting changed on the corner for my art. <laughs> exactly. But it's a, but the thing is, is, it makes you, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like it makes you want to work harder and be hungrier for it just because you don't know what you're, you don't really know what you're getting out of it. You're just doing it because you love it. And then when you find out that, okay, later on in your college, like you're like, you find out, okay, I can make money off of this. I'm going to keep working at it like I was because I just really love this art. I'm not, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it for the passion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's kind of a tricky beast. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot, not a lot. I would say, Oh my God. Most people that graduate college as artists don't become artists. You know, that's really, Sad but true. You know, they put a lot of money into college, and then they they find that's very, very. It's like ridiculously hard to survive, and they give up. Understandably, they have a family, they have uh, obligations, so they 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 go for something that's more stable. And uh, yeah, so very few people that I know are still in the are still doing it. You know, because it is so hard. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I never, I never really had that, um, how should I say that backup plan? Like there was no other, you know, I mean, I remember saying when I'm 10 years old, I said, I am going to do this or I'm going to die trying. And that was it. <laughs> there was no, like, there was no, like at 15 years old. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it was like. I, I dug my heels in at that age, and I said, that's it. That's what I'm doing. And I know that it's going to be hard. And uh, when I was in college, uh, I'm doing all this crazy artwork and stuff like that. My, my mentor said to me, he said, you know, John, you have two choices. Uh, you can blend into what's going on in the art world and, and make a living, or you can go off and try to do your own thing. And... Uh, and his name was Dave, you know, Dave Pazalaka. And I said, Dave, how could you ask that question? It's like, of course I'm going to do my own thing. And he said, uh, it's, it's going to be really hard. And he just kind of walked away. <laughs> it, was like, it wasn't like patting me on the back at all. He was kind of like shaking his head like, okay. Um, and uh, it was hard at times, but... I, there was, there was no question. There was no question that I was, I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to blend in. Um, not going to do any of that. Um, when I was working at Disney, uh, I said to them day one, I said, I refuse to do the Disney style. I said, if you want me to do the Disney style, you can fire me right now. 
And they said, no, don't worry. <laughs> they were like, no worries. You can do your own thing. You know, you can do your own uh, point of view. They were really super cool. But I think a lot of times you have to kind of, again, make that statement day one and just make sure. Because if you compromise a little bit as a young person, that compromise is going to pull you further and further away from your initial goal as years go on. I knew that as a young kid. I knew that I would never compromise. And I never did. Never, never did. All the way up until, you know, from 10 years old to, to now. And uh, it's, 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 it's starting to pay off now. I have older artists that are emailing me saying, how do you do so much work every day? How do you stay motivated? They're asking me. And, and I tell them the same thing. Well, I never compromise. You know, I, I stuck to what I enjoy doing. And now it's really paying off. Now I'm so excited I want to share this information with as many young people as I can. You know, it's pretty cool. See that right there? That Everything you just said right there is awesome. Like, from the first part, how you're saying you were young, art is all you wanted to do, that's it. No backup plan, no nothing. Like, 100%, 120%, let's say, this is what I'm doing. It's either this or nothing. And you stuck with it, and you kept driving with it to the point to where you're at now. And you're still pushing it and driving it. And then back to when you just said about the Disney thing, you told them day one, like, look, I want to do things, my art, my way, or you could let me go. I'll go somewhere else and do my art, my way. And they're just like, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing when you ask, you know, it's like people, cause a lot of times people are too nervous to ask or they're just not, um, they don't feel that their work is good enough, you know, or I don't know what, what it is, but. But I try to teach my students to stand up for themselves or at least show what they can do, you know, present it. Say, here's, you know, here's, here's, something, here's my stuff and, you know, and getting it out there, getting it online, you know, showing it on Instagram or whatever. And if you just constantly keep showing what you do and what you like to do, uh, you know, uh, eventually... Um, you can make a, a good living doing that, you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's good though. And that, that's another thing that's awesome. What you're saying too, is you want to reach out to the youth with this kind of stuff, even if it's not necessarily with art, but just with what you're saying, whatever your dream is, just like follow it a hundred percent, try your best at it. Don't give up. Know that there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. It's not going to be a smooth, it's not going to be smooth sailing at all. It's probably going to be one of the hardest things you ever have to do in life, but once you get to that top, to that goal, you'll be so happy and satisfied from it, and you'll want to reach a higher goal after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can tell, too. You, if you're working at a, whatever you're doing, a job or, or whatever, and you don't feel like you're enjoying it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. think to yourself. I always have people make a list. Make a list of 10 things that you really, really enjoy in life. And then look at that list really closely. And probably some kind of job will appear, like some kind of a concept or an idea for a job, you know, will appear from that list. You could say, oh, I like skiing. I like animals. I like, I don't know. I like science, you know. And you mix and you, you start reading. You start thinking about, oh, yeah, actually there's a job that, that has all those things in it, you know. Um, you know, for me, I love 
the sunshine. You know, I love California. I love movies, obviously. And, you know, so I surround myself with all that type of stuff. You know, the other thing is kind of funny. I only have art friends. I only hang around with artists, you know. Um, so the conversations that we have are all about art, you know. It's pretty cool. I, I surrounded myself with my dream people. You know, and uh, if I meet someone who's not an artist, I make them an artist (laughs) so they can be my friend, you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that that's cool right there. Like surrounding yourself with artists. Now, with that, do you bounce ideas off with these artists or? Constantly. Yeah. But we work together. You know, a lot of times we're sharing art, you know, like I'll most of the time it's my students who, who become friends later on, but they'll send me stuff like every day I get 10 emails at least. John, you're going to love this. And usually I do love it, you know. So we constantly kind of keep each other um, inspired. Um, as for ideas, uh, it's kind of, well, for myself, I'm usually, um, how can I say, for the most part, I kind of, come up with my own ideas and kind of go in my own direction. Um, Sometimes people will say, hey, you should try this, and that's really cool, and I will try that. But I never ask for criticism. (laughs) You know, kind of like, you know, it's almost like, uh, like Facebook and Instagram. When you put stuff on Facebook, no one's going to give you an unlike. You know, if someone doesn't like your stuff, they're not going to say anything, you know. So it's all positive. Um, and I kind of ride that positive wave, you know, it's kind of like, I don't need, cause I, I internally, I have enough, um, I'm criticizing myself enough already. Like I know things I need to work on, but you don't want to have those negative voices in your head saying, Oh yeah, but you know, you're, I read your story and the characters aren't very good. You know, you want to just kind of ride that positive wave. And when you focus on the positive, it gives you energy. And that energy keeps pushing you forward. And that forward momentum eventually will wipe away the negative sides too, you know. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of artists are looking for criticism, you know. And I, you know, I have to, as a teacher, you critique people's work. But for myself, I'm not looking for criticism. I'm looking... I'm looking for joy. <laughs> I'm looking for people to say, yeah, man, keep going. Because the world is hard enough already. You know what I mean? Just to get up out of bed is hard enough. So I'm, I'm, I'm opening, I open myself to positivity. Um, the only time I'm looking for criticism is if I'm taking a class. You know, and if I'm not taking a class, you know, I don't need criticism. You know, I... You know, I am working so hard, you know. So also online, too. I will never never criticize anyone's work. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to praise people. If I don't like their work, I won't say anything. I won't won't follow them. I only, you know, focus on the people that I I really like, you know. That's interesting. That's really different, especially the world we live in now, because I feel like, especially on the Internet, following whatever it is people will say oh well 
I don't like this. You suck. Blah blah blah. Just just to, <laughs> even. I mean, even if they're being honest and they don't like it, but I feel like a lot of times they're doing it from a point of being mean instead of a point of like, I don't like it because blah blah blah. It's like I don't like it. It sucks. And you shouldn't even be doing this type of deal. And right. instead of just doing what you're doing, if you don't like something, you just okay. I just don't need to comment on that. I don't need to follow it. I'll just go on to something I like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of the negative, uh, the people that are the most negative or are focused on the negative are also the people that have a hard time with their own work. Yeah. They have, you know, they're kind of like struggling themselves. And it's like part of it is that negativity that you project out into the world is coming back to you. You don't realize it. You're like, yeah, I can't, I can't work today. I feel like. I'm stuck. Well, you're stuck because you spent so much time trying to make other people stuck that you actually, you sabotaged yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny. So I, I try to, you know, man, there are movies, you know, so much that I dislike, but I, I try to, um, at least when I'm online, especially, um, never, reveal anything negative i made that a, you know my uh, goal is to never uh project negativity out there um because it's not helping me like let's say a movie let's say you watch a movie like oh my god that was trash and then you say i'm lying yeah that movie sucked there could be a person who worked on that film who did the costume who did a great job and you totally hurt that person's feelings and the film company will never hire you because you just trash them, you know? So constantly, uh, um, you know, giving that positive energy out is only going to come back to you in a positive way. You know, and the negative energy, it could really close a lot of doors for you that you wouldn't even realize, you know? That, that makes sense. That does make sense. And see, with me... I know it's a little different, but with like, I'll say with my podcast, for example, like with the horror thing that I'm doing, you know, I have people come on, we discuss stuff with horror or whatever. And it's like, I get what you're saying with the whole positive negative thing, more, mostly with the comments online and all that. But I feel like with me, like say if I'm, say if I'm talking about a movie, <laughs> I, I have to say like, especially with this platform that I'm trying to build on, I have to say how I feel about the movie, if it was good, if it was bad. And you know what I mean? Like, I have to, if it's neg- like, I'm not saying it like it sucks and these people should never make a movie, like, stuff like that. But I, I have to say, like, I did not like the movie because the story, the acting, or whatever. You get what I yeah. mean? What would be good, too, is, um, like, let's say you don't like the story. If you could maybe briefly rewrite the story and say, I don't like the story. What if they did this? You know, um, if they change this, the story would be so much better, you know? So it becomes, um, an interesting conversation about this was what's wrong with it. And this what could be right about it. And what you're doing is you're kind of starting to brainwash yourself into maybe making a movie yourself. You know what I mean? Like, wait a second. I could do this. In fact, I think I will, you know? Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty good idea right there. Just 
Maybe, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to make that into one of my, because uh, I want to try to have segments on my podcast. That might be a segment to, like, say I'm discussing a movie with somebody and there's a certain part of the movie we didn't like. At the end, I'll say, well, you know, what would you change about this movie to would make you, you know, that would make you like it better? What would you change about that part to make you like it better? Yeah, then it becomes a positive kind of uh, conversation you know it's like hey this is kind of cool we're actually even though you're just verbally talking you're actually rewriting a movie that's yeah. pretty cool that that i thank you for that idea i, I think that's <laughs> gonna be a segment of mine cool uh, that's great because i do do it here and there like if i'm having conversations with friends about certain things like i didn't like this movie or this whatever because of this maybe they should have did this or it would have been cool if it would have been a lot cooler if they would have done this and Absolutely. Um, I don't know. That's I like that idea though. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it puts you back in the driver's seat. You know, what I mean, we're not like, oh, I went to the theater, I rented this video, and I didn't like it. It's like we feel helpless. Like, oh, I wish it was better. You know, but when you start saying, here's how it could be better or should be better. And then, you know, other people are hearing that you may influence people to make better films. You know, they, someone who made that film might actually watch your podcast and, you know, who knows? You could help them out. That I'm going to have to go. I got to go in there with that mindset now because there's there's been a, quite a few movies that I've bashed a lot of times. And now I'm just like, huh, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> what, you, what you said. Quick one. As a matter of fact, I know you're not huge on horror like I am, but there was you're familiar with the Halloween franchise, right? With Michael Myers? Yes. Okay, now part three, it's called Halloween Season of the Witch. The first time I seen it, I was a kid. Michael Myers wasn't in the movie at all. He had nothing to do with the movie. As a kid, I'm watching it. I hated it. I'm like, this is stupid. You know, blah, 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 <laughs> that little rant. I was bad. I even watched it. I want to say about a year ago, maybe two years I seen it online or I've seen people talking about it online and like one of the horror groups I'm in on Facebook and they were saying, watch this movie as a standalone movie. They, that's what they're talking about, how good of a movie it was. So I talked to my wife. I was like, Hey, let's like when we watch, when we watch like a Halloween franchise or whatever, we'll watch the whole series. So like, hey, let's, let, you know, let's watch this. Then when we got the part three. I'm like, look, I've seen this movie before and I hated it. I can't remember if she's seen this movie before or not at the time. But I was like, let's watch this movie as a standalone movie. Let's just watch this as like a, just a regular horror movie, whatever. Yeah. And she thought it was okay. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm like, okay, now I got it. That's using your little positive thing you were saying before we even discussed it. But it's just like that with certain movies, I guess you got to kind of take a little bit of a different look on it. Like, especially with that, like that, that had absolutely nothing to do with the movie. And then come to find out with the Halloween franchise, like the first two movies they did, I guess it was supposed to end with Michael Myers in part two. Right. Part three season. They still wanted to do like Halloween and have it come out around, you know, in October or whatever. But they wanted it to be like a different scary movie or whatever each time with the name Halloween. But part three did so bad. Season of the Witch, they brought Michael Myers back in part four and so on with that so yeah i'm gonna definitely try that just like how can we 
what would I do to make this movie better or try to make this movie better? Yeah, 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 definitely. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, it's just, again, you're, you're doing, you know, critiquing is great, but then you're also doing as well. You're making, you're rewriting, so to speak. That's awesome. Not only that, but like, again, back there saying like, you could say this movie sucks, but it's like, what would you do to make it better? You can use that in other parts of life, like, excuse me, like, say, with work, for example, like, you did bad at this, or someone says you did bad at this, but here's how you can make it better. So it's like you're, you're, you're saying you messed up, or you're saying they messed up, but you're also giving them advice on how to make it better. You're not just saying it sucks, that's the end, stop doing what you're doing, quit, do something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a guy I get with life, too. Some people... Yeah. Obviously, you feel like, oh, my life sucks. It's like, well, maybe it does, but what can you do to change it and make it better? You know what I mean? I think that's that can that have put yourself in the driver's seat. And yeah, there's some people that obviously have incredibly uh, difficult lives that, you know, it's just, but then you hear stories about people who are you know, at the bottom of the bottom, but they still had that positive uh, spark inside them and they were able to get out of the most horrific life experiences and actually, you know, be able to live uh, a joyful life, you know. So I think that uh, having that, that, that concept that we're not victims or uh, observers, but we're, we're in the driver's seat, um, at least enough to try, then you at least have a chance <laughs> of, uh, of, of improving your life or, or, or moving to a much more happier place, you know? You're right. That, that's, that's so true right there. Yeah. I, I, there's a, a series of, because I'm constantly, you know, listening to uh, inspirational speakers. You know, I have like a, and almost like a steady diet. I'll listen to this stuff all day long, you know. So there's a lot of, you know, when you watch the news, obviously there's a lot of negative stuff, you know. I mean, it's all negative, basically. But but then you have these positive speakers, and they can, you know, you're constantly bombarding your brain with positivity. And eventually you start to recite their, their lines. You, you memorize what they said so much that, it becomes very difficult not to be positive, you know? And a lot of times people, um, you know, watch the news and they, they, they get involved in these politics and stuff. And, and it's, it's very easy to think of the world as this horrible place. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with, you know, media trying to sell more product. You know, if everyone's upset and crying, they're going to be buying stuff to make themselves happy, you know. But anyway, so it's like um, not allowing the world to affect you as much, but choosing your uh, influences, you know. And, and I've been doing that. I've always been very positive, but Every you know, there was some little negative things way in the back of my mind that may have been holding me back. So I kind of uh, said, "Well, let me just try to focus on these positive speakers and putting them on auto repeat." So I'm hitting, I'm sculpting, 
and I'm just listening to all this positivity and it's like, it just gets my motor going. I'm all like revved up. Like, yeah, man, they're going to, you know, I, I can't wait to, you know, get out of bed. I, I go to bed at midnight and a lot of times I'll wake up at 4 a.m. to, to just do artwork or write something down, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, so it's not necessarily, I wasn't born with, you know, the, surrounded by positivity, but I chose now to do that. I chose to surround myself with this positive stuff. And it's like, it's like I'm constantly plugging my battery in, you know, and just get so uh, excited about life, you know, it's <laughs> pretty awesome. cool. That is. Well, I had a question that just slipped my mind. <laughs> it <just laughs> Sorry. My mind. No, it's, it's cool. It'll come back to me. Oh, what the heck was it, though? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's all good. But yeah, I, I uh, you know, it's great to like on Facebook to reach out, you know, that, that you were able to find me, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, uh, pretty amazing if you think about it, you know, that, that uh, we can find each other from, you know, from whatever, thousands of miles away, you know, and uh, be able to connect. It's pretty cool. And it actually, like I've said before we recorded, and maybe the beginning when we recorded, I've been waiting to do this since I was a kid. Like, I've always heard stories about your art and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, that's, that, I always thought it was awesome. Like, I heard you worked for Disney and this, I don't know what movies, I don't remember what movies was told to me, but just over the years, and I'm just like, this is, this is cool. And now that it's finally happening, I'm just, I'm like, honestly, I'm like starstruck. I'm like, I don't know. Like, my mind just, like, jumbling and bouncing around with stuff. I think next time, <laughs> next time I'll have more to say, definitely. Definitely have more to say and stuff. But it, it is pretty amazing. It is awesome that we got to meet on Facebook and talk on there and then, like, on this podcast and all that. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, there's no reason to be starstruck. I'm just, like, a regular guy just, like, pushing clay around. But, uh... But I do, you know, I am grateful uh, for everything that I've had. I'm grateful for being alive. I'm grateful for being born. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just want to, you know, get as much out of this life as I can, inspire as many people as I can. Um, but I, I'm super grateful. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, for you, for your support. You're such a you know, incredibly positive, supportive person, you know, so I'm grateful that for everything that you said, you know, I appreciate it greatly. You know, you're, you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I could say the same for you. And like, just as far as the support and stuff, I mean, the way I was raised, it's like, if you see somebody doing something positive, friends, family, whoever, you should definitely put support into that. Even if it's just as simple as saying what you're doing is cool you know, keep doing what you're doing because that right there, or I mean, with the Facebook thing, sharing stuff, you see me sharing people's stuff on here all the time. It's just cause it's like, I, it's just the type of person I am. It's just, I don't do it for people to say, thank you. I don't do it for people to do it for me. I do it just because I feel it's the right thing to do. Like these people are trying to send a positive message or they're doing something positive, whether it be art or just as simple as simple as a, a Facebook post that's positive that they want people to see. I'm like, that doing something like that can inspire somebody or change somebody else's life 
just as simple as clicking a like or clicking a share on this thing. So I just, I try to be positive as much as possible. As everyone, we all have our down times and our frustrated times and all that. But for the most part, I try to be really, really, really positive and supportive of all that, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's, that's a great way to, it's a great way to live, you know, for sure. And like I said, it, it gets tough at times, but you got to just, I don't know, I guess just take a deep breath and just close your eyes and do whatever it is you have to do to calm down. Sometimes for me, it's either my wife talking to me or it's music, usually. Those are like the top two. Yeah, that's great. You know, for me, obviously, it's, uh, you know, the art keeps me sane and uh, joyful, you know, for sure. Um, there's always the X factor, I say, you know, yeah. it's like something will just, you know, knock you for a loop. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, enjoying the the good times for sure. And and uh, maybe even remembering the good times when you're going through tougher times, you know. That's true. Remembering the tougher. And then even when you're going through the good times, I say remembering the tougher times because it's what got you to the place where you are in life right now like without those tough times there would be no good times in a sense exactly exactly so true uh, i still can't think of what i was going to ask you <laughs> um wow i felt like it was going to be a good question too <laughs> but it just it'll come to me maybe next yeah. time it'll come to me have you ever traveled? Tra no. Like, uh, outside of New York? Out oh, outside of New York, yeah. Um, we have family down in North Carolina, so I used to go down there as a, from a kid to, like, high school in August. Okay. The first week in August, I'd go there. I've been there. I've been to Jersey a few times. Carolina is the furthest I've been. I've actually, I don't know if you've seen on my Facebook or not, like, the Scaricon things that I go to. Scaricon, that's... Do you remember, you know where the Turning Stone is up here, like near Syracuse? Right. That, that, that's not really outside of New York, but uh, we also went to one in Jersey two years ago, twice back-to-back -back years. That was fun. And that right there, like, the, the cons are so fun because I get to, like, a lot of these people that were in the horror movies that I watched as children, I get to go shake their hand, get their autograph, take a picture with them. Like, to me, that's huge. I never thought in my life I'd be able to get that experience to do something like that. That's great. And um, I think it was last month. It was either last month or the month before last. My friend Anthony, who has the video game crosstalk podcast that I was telling you about that I connected you with. Uh-huh. I worked at a Comic-Con with him, the Saratoga Comic-Con. He went there promoting his podcast, and he needed help at a table, and he, he made a Facebook post about it. And he said, you know, I need help this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Can someone come help me out, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I hit him up, and I was like, hey, man, I, I can do it. And I'm so glad I did it, not only because he's a good friend of mine and to help him out, but because it was such a great learning experience being on the other side of the table instead of being the person coming up and talking to everybody and, you know, getting autographs or taking a business card. I'm the one who's talking to the people about his podcast like i would listen to him what he's saying to people and eventually i would like hey like hey is it cool if i go take a walk are you good I'm like, yeah go ahead i got this and i would just talk to people and hand out business cards and the first day that it ended that saturday 
he because he had to step he had to go he had you know family stuff to go to a dinner or whatever i helped him load up his car i went back inside i grabbed some business cards i just started networking for him like hey you know my friend has a cool podcast come check us out tomorrow blah 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 and i made a couple connections for him and i actually made a connection with uh the guy that was like, I don't know if he was hosting or whatever. He was like, he was, I know he was announcing stuff a lot. I went to him and gave him my friend's card and talked to him about it. And come to find out this guy makes, he does like his own comic books and all this other stuff. So eventually they're going to do something together. So I was just like, it was fun. Yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. That's, that sounds such a great experience. That's really cool. Because he like, I know it'll probably be maybe a year, maybe two years from now, maybe longer. I don't know. But I eventually want to have, I would eventually love to do that for myself, like have a table with my podcast, maybe have little horror trinkets to give out and all that and just network, expand, and then just just to have people coming up to me talking about the podcast. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a great, uh, I think you just got to make it happen. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah. Why not? Oh, I'm gonna. It's just, that's why I'm trying to record so much now. Like, I think this, like I believe I said this is my fifth episode. And I got a definite one more next weekend and, like, another one the weekend after. And I'll probably try to throw in a couple more when I can. But I'm trying to, like, with this, I want it to be a biweekly podcast. But I know that can take time. So if I have to do a monthly one at first, that's cool. But I'm trying to, like, record as much as I can now and then, you know, get it cleaned up and mixed down and just go, you know, go with the flow with it. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds like a great plan for sure. And it's fun. <laughs> like it's 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 work, but it doesn't feel like work in a sense. Like it's you're not I mean, as far as financially, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not looking at it to do that. I'm honestly looking at it to just talk to people on here about horror or whatever. Like this is a special episode. So whenever you're on, it's a special episode. This is a random <laughs> free dream episode, but if you so to speak, but just to connect with other people that have, that are into horror and stuff and they've experienced, like, what got them into it, you know, what's their favorite movie, what's their favorite scene, what they don't like about certain movies, what they love about certain movies, and just kind of expand from there. And I also want this, like, this podcast, my page and all that. People, I let them share their own horror, whatever they want to share, and if you want to post a video on there that has to do with horror, if you want to post your own page... If you want to plug your stuff on this, I don't. I want you to do that. I want if I'm ex, I want to expand, but I also want everybody else to expand. Like I don't want to be like, oh no, you can't put this on my page, and you know how some people can be. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That sounds like a yeah, sounds like a great uh, way to go. That's awesome. It's it helps us all grow, and at the end of the day, it helps us all grow. You never know who you're gonna meet or who you're gonna run into with stuff like that. You could. For example, you could say, you know, say I have somebody on my podcast who is not big, but then say two years down the road, they're way bigger than I am. And they're like, you know what? He gave me a shot. Check him out. Boom. That sounds, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, at the end of the day, I do it just because I've, I've been in the horror since I was little and I love it. And I feel like there is a lot of podcasts about it, yes, but there's still more about sports, politics, and all that other stuff. I'm just, it's just fun. And I think, I think I love the horror genre so much is because 
horror can really go in any direction. Like you can have as cheesy as it'd be, you can have like a romantic horror if you wanted. You can have a comedy horror. You can have serious, like anything you want to do with horror. I feel like you cannot be wrong with it. Right, exactly. I I agree totally. And as crazy as it sounds, that's another thing. Like, if I'm in a bad mood or whatever, I'm like, you know what? Let me throw on some Friday the 13th and let, watch Jason cut some people up so I can calm myself down and try to do something stupid. Yeah, I was the same way when I was trying to relax. I would watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, my goodness. That's a good movie. <laughs> that, we might have to, you know what? Next podcast, we might have to discuss that one a little bit because that one I know some. Which, which one? Like, the original or... Uh, yeah, the original, yeah. Okay. I mean, part two is cool, too. Part but, two? Uh, oh. My but friend. the original, yeah. Part, speaking of part two, I met, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the names, but Caroline Williams, she played the DJ in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. We met me, a friend of mine, my friend Rob, and my friend Henry. These guys are like brothers to me now, but uh, we met her, Caroline Williams, at the Scarecon in October, and we met uh, Bill Mosley, and he played Chop Top in part two. And yeah, he's an incredible actor, actually. That's awesome. That movie was, like, my friend kept telling me about it, telling me to watch it, telling me to watch it. I can't remember if I've seen it before. I've, I mean, I watched it before we went to the Scarecon thing. I don't remember if I've seen it before then, but that movie was so freaking hilarious. <laughs> so many quotes. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that same actor, Bill Moisley, he played in um, uh, Incredible. He's an incredible actor. He was in The Devil's Rejects, which was, uh, you know, really ing- uh, scary, terrifying performance. But he was incredible in that movie. See, that's one movie I haven't seen, and I need to go see it. I'm going to see it. It's just... There's so many, yeah. there's so many yeah. horror movies. I have, I'm a horror fan. Some people are like, how are you a horror fan? You haven't seen this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. I'm the type of person, I'll admit it if I don't know something. I'm not going to be like certain people like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> I can admit that. There's so many. There's so many out there, yeah. But um, I think I'm going to get going now. We yeah, this was great. Definitely great to uh, a great meeting of the minds for sure. We definitely need to do this again, and I cannot wait to do this again. <laughs> like I said, you don't know how much this this means a lot to me. It really does. Between this and then the sculpture you sent me, I'm like this. This is a great way for me to end this year. Hopefully, I can talk to you again before the year's up. But if not, this is a great way for me to end this year. And if I don't get to hear you on the podcast again, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thanks again. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And happy holidays to you, too. It's, it's been a, it's a great way to end my year as well. So awesome. So awesome. And great, great luck with everything. Oh, I will throw this out there. When you do this movie, if you want to throw a character that's kind of based around me or whatever, <laughs> go for it. All right, sounds good, man. (laughs) Have a good night, and thank you You again. You too. Take care. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. See you later, John. And remember, horror fans, I'll see you in your nightmares.